Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I got a skill set nobody cares about. I make jams nobody hears about. Never mind days I had years of doubts. My reality here that I shed tears about. And got so much to give thanks about. I got creditors at my bank account. Trying to pull rank on my bank amount. Guess it's time to get me a new bank. I'm out. I know well, well uh, I'm back. Uh, and guess what? I'm still all hopped up on Hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> Let's go. It doesn't it doesn't go away that quickly, I guess. Um no, I, I'm 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 sorry to disappoint that I I was not actually uh, unavailable to podcast last week because of Hard Mountain Dew, um, but I can report uh, before we sort of get into our groove for today uh, that uh, it is true I have now taste tested Hard Mountain Dew uh, for for a video that will be on the website of the Richmond Times Dispatch probably by the time you hear this podcast. Um, and I I don't know I, I the 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 best thing I can say for it is don't spend your money on it. Set and setting, set and setting. You drink gotta... it, drink it. If someone else offers you one of the watermelon or black cherry ones, I guess. How many flavors are there? Multiple. Uh, there flavors. are four flavors. There is uh, classic uh, dew, okay. uh, which was by far the worst one. Okay. Um, because the alcohol it's hard just, enough as it is. <laughs> well, the alcohol just like cuts out all of the flavor for for all of the for all of like the all the work that the neon hue does to make you think that it's citrus flavored. Mountain Dew's flavor is sugar, yeah. And so the alcohol just cuts it, and it tastes like you're drinking, you know, it's not quite as neutral as like a vodka soda, but it's. It's more in that ballpark than it should be if you're going to spend money on it. Um, there is black cherry, which I think is basically uh, indistinguishable from a black cherry white claw. Uh, there's watermelon, which I, th- I thought was the best one. And then there's Baja Blast, which, I mean, I don't know. It, it tastes like you just went to Taco Bell when you were already drunk and still had the taste of alcohol in your mouth. Which, like, maybe that's a selling point. Um, (laughs) But speaking of of selling points, uh, we we haven't really talked all that much, I don't think, about um, Max's new move. And and in particular, uh, uh, we we have not done, the three of us have not done enough uh, to, to rib Max about the part of one specific part of the decision making process behind where you now live. Mm, is that the yeah. location? Uh I mean well, Max, very, very indirectly. The, yeah, Max, why don't you like take us through the first three stages of the flowchart for your apartment search? <laughs> first three stages of the flowchart. Well, okay. So once we knew we weren't buying, we were planning on renting. Okay. Uh I think we wanted a place, you know, on the smaller side. So no more than somewhere between two and three bedrooms, like one to three bathrooms, not too big, uh, in a good location. Um, and with the amenities that we wanted, just like parking and a hot tub. Stop drilling. You've hit oil. 
Sorry, what? And I, the, the and like what the amenities? Yeah, parking. are you? Uh, do well, you, street, we have street parking. He wants spot, you to repeat the amenities. I, I'm sorry. Do you do you mean like you have you have like a, a turkey fryer built in, like that kind of hot tub, or or one for human uh, use? A human use hot tub. Oh, I, like I a pool in a hot tub. I also wasn't totally clear <laughs> on pool, that but. because I have infections in both of my ears from stewing in human broth. <laughs> yes. Stewing in human broth. No, I, this this is. I think that this is something that that Max uh, to give you credit. Um, you admittedly grew up around. I, f- I feel like when you when you went to UVA, that was the first time that you were not within basically spitting distance a place that you'd lived of of like water, like bodies bodies of water. And so I, when you mentioned that you have an affinity for hot tubs. I, even though it is a very different thing, I do associate it with like that whole like, hey, we're in a a water adjacent place, Hamlet village, town, city, whatever. So like your affinity for, um, uh, your affinity for that type of arrangement, um, a hot tub kind of makes sense to me. Now, Sean, I could maybe say the same thing for you, but like New Orleans is a hot tub outside at all times. <laughs> Whereas Max, your inner introduction to humidity, humidity was, I feel like going to Virginia being in Virginia. So I, I, I sort of, I, I sort of get it. Like I can see the, the connections where that would come from. And, and mine are, are very different in my feelings on that. But even still, I think that the, where someone was like, I would want to live near a beach or near a lake. Like a hot tub is a very different thing because it is, it is leisurely, but not the same like recreational activity. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, going back to the water thing, there's also the fact that I, I, I live in a a bit of a ski town and there's a lot of hot tubs per capita in ski towns. If you rent an Airbnb in a ski town, chances are it has a hot tub. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, most of the houses we looked at, I wouldn't say most. It's not that hard to find a house in Bend with a hot tub. Yeah. Um, but secondly, I'm curious if the if the topic here is really, do people like hot tubs, or is it weird to choose a house based on an amenity that you can't put in yourself? Because realistically, if we were to buy a house, we could put in a hot tub. But if you rent a house or an apartment and it doesn't already have a hot tub, you can't really add one unless you're kramer in seinfeld like they have inflatable ones but it's similar to like us i know people that have saunas in their houses and and steam rooms i mean there's these types of amenities that are whether i would say they're nice to have again then we go back to whether or not people even like them but if you do like them you can't really get them after the fact it's not like a grill where you can go and, and buy a grill and put it in your backyard you can't really do the same thing with a hot tub you either have one or you don't yeah, but in that in that sense, I think that where I maybe, and because I am not I am not personally a big fan of them for reasons that maybe we'll talk about, but aren't maybe not important. But I think the thing that is unique about a hot tub, and that you know for a sauna or or uh, a steam room or, or something like that, the hot tub is, is something that can be very pleasant on a personal level, but it is kind of in additional entertainment space and it is 
there's a there's a weirdness of like oh you know your your entertainment space is is a hot thing with bubbles in it um but uh, you know a pool a, a pool feels a little bit different but I, I think that a hot tub as a as a small extra living room like if i approach it that way it is maybe not as weird and i should like ratchet back my my, my bewilderment at that being in your calculus oh that's so that's interesting i i i sort of get and i don't think it's a huge surprise that like there seems to be sort of a a general like three against one in terms of our relative preference levels for hot tubs and it's i don't think it's a coincidence at all that it correlates with who who was born in the warm weather states and who was born in the cold weather states like the desirable backyard water-based amenity that i've always had in my head is pool and you know the the to me the the size to like the not to me the small nature of a hot tub would be like a turn off as a potential amenity like it's it's sort of limited in in what it does like the pool the pool is like a natural magnet even for people that are not in the pool you come hang out Mm -hmm. sit around the pool read by the pool grill by the pool you can do all of those things while other people are enjoying the pool in a way that the hot tub feels to me very sort of insular and not like not just you know not just in the you know the who wants to get into a a hot tub with other people uh but in the fact that it's yeah it is intimate uh and, and it's a kind of intimacy that I mean, I think Max, you even acknowledge this is like super duper, not for everyone. And I don't mean this in like a necessarily a lewd way. Just a matter of fact, if you have more than four people in a hot tub, you're going to be touching someone who has less clothing on than they normally ever do. And like, that's, that's, that is an unavoidable thing. It's kind it's an interesting thing that we have these spaces and it's like, all right, you know, that's, that's a matter of fact. Kevin, one thing that occurs to me, and we grew up in in Virginia, which very much has four seasons, and I would say each season has plenty of livable, outdoor livable time in it, which is a a beast and is is a burden and a, a blessing in many ways. I think the thing for me that I think about with a pool versus a hot tub is a hot tub can potentially extend seasons that you can spend outside but i don't view a pool necessarily that way because you kind of have to be in the pool to be cooled off as opposed to what sean mentioned the cool the the sitting around like i think that's very much part of the pool life i mean do you feel differently about that like that interpretation of one can extend and one is more of a uh an accessory to to the seasons yeah i think kind of some of that is where my head was going, but there's also, I guess I think of, I do think of a pool as an entertaining space, whereas I wouldn't think of a hot tub as it. I think of a hot tub mm. as mostly just for my personal use and maybe a couple of friends will get a kick out of it. But I feel like part of a decision making for me to ever get a pool would be like, do I have, do I want people to come over and do I want to host them? Because you know, people like to go to the or I don't know. It, usually, if you have a pool, you also like hosting people. Whereas hot tub, I, I 
I don't think of it that way. So yeah, I mean, a hot tub's a nice way at the end of the night in the winter to kind of be outside and also be warm. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, the pool is much more limited in the amount of time you can use it for sure. I mean, I definitely view where I live now is, and we have a deck and I, and I say we have a three season deck, uh, the fall, winter, and spring. <laughs> and and whenever whenever the concept of a pool comes up, I'm like, you still got to be outside to get in the pool. It does not, I mean, it, it theoretically makes it cooler, but then you get out of the pool and it's still miserable. So, I mean, in that sense, Max, this this idea of entertainment, we, we've kind of, you know, made points about it being intimate and, and small, and maybe it is a personal thing, but... Um, you know, you've been in this place where, where they are pretty popular and, and obviously going to ski stuff. Do you, are you, has your mind been opened more to the idea of it is something that you can invite people over and you do, and it's, it's not, it, it, it's not a strange thing for people to get together and be like, oh, you know, let's, let's hit the hot tub. I, I don't know if my mind's been open to it as much as I always felt that way, but it's mm-hmm. definitely much more like, I guess apparently much more culturally acceptable here. Like prior to us having a hot tub last year, usually after skiing, I would go to, you know, a friend's house that had a hot tub and, and hot tub with them after skiing at their house. Um, we, within a couple days of living here, we bought a, a hot tub TV. So we have a 50 inch TV next to the hot tub. So we've, we've entertained a couple times and had people over to watch, uh, you know, Sunday football in the hot tub. Uh, we had a housewarming party. We had about 15 people here. I'd say, at least 12 of them used the hot tub. Um, So yeah, I mean, we definitely see it as like part of a living space, but I think it's both, right? Like we love using it more intimately, like just the two of us soaking at night before bed, um, coffee in the morning with the hot tub, but then also having friends over doesn't strike me as that odd. I mean, obviously it depends on the people, you know, but we also, Stuart came and visited um, two weekends ago now, who's our first visitor in the new place. And we certainly used it he was here for three days and I think we used it at least three times. So um, I'm just, I'm just imagining how I think of a hot tub is, is a very dehydrating experience. So I'm just imagining the amount of, as he drinks water, how much water one has to drink. If you, based on what you described, like this really is a living space that you are maybe using at the beginning and the end of end of the day. Um, I, I mean, that is, that is interesting to me as well. And, and there is one more huge advantage to our hot tub that we didn't really, we would have liked any hot tub moving into a house, but there's something I really like about ours, which is that it's in the ground. Um, mm. It's not standing upright. So that provides the ability for people to kind of sit around it and just go in a little bit. So a lot of, some people, you know, were just sitting around with their feet in maybe. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that I even, I know people who don't like hot tubs as much, but they could still kind of, participate in that way um if it were cooler and they wanted to you know warm up so this is another fascinating thing for me because and i think this is probably just a function of who's again of like the the weather thing but also like whose houses i was going to when i was a kid like all of my experience with in-ground hot tubs is like as part of a pairing with a pool like mm-hmm. so that so really the thing that trips me up is the standalone hot tub. And I'm just like I'm super duper not used to that because I don't know, I don't think I'd ever met anyone who 
like had a standalone hot tub that wasn't sort of tied to a pool in some way. Um, but like, you know, when it's, when it's combined, I'm all for it. You get the, you get the sort of hot tub, cold tub aspect. You can feel like you're a, a pro athlete recovering from a tough workout. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, different strokes, right? Well, so I mentioned it earlier, but I, I don't know if I went into it hard enough. I really think like, cause I wasn't really accustomed to that either. Growing mm-hmm. up, I maybe had one semi friend that had a hot tub and I don't even think his parents filled it. They were like, we don't use it. Um, Ellen and Steven's parents had a hot tub for the longest time. They didn't use it. So they just got rid of it. Um, I really think that what I said earlier is, is true. They're, they're very associated with ski towns but I think going further than that, yeah. it's like places where people are doing a lot of outdoor activities in cold weather and then want to use them afterwards. So like I've been to ski towns in Colorado where, again, every Airbnb just it's like assumed they have a hot yeah. tub. It's it's not even like a, a question. And I've had friends that have come here and rented Airbnbs and like they were only interested in Airbnbs with a hot tub because they were skiing. And it's it's kind of like I don't want to say it's part of the culture, but it's it's much more common in that sense where i'm not surprised that people in you know new orleans wouldn't have a hot tub because that sounds pretty gross (laughs) from my experience there yeah i think i wasn't when you kind of expressed the that you really wanted a hot tub wherever you rented i didn't think about the fact that that was easier to find and i guess i'm wondering if like let's say you lived outside of boston if that would still be a requirement or like how far you would stretch your wallet to make that happen yeah i I mean that's seeing this is because i i spend so little time i've spent so little time in a a hot tub but the one thing that's nice about some of those indoor amenities where where you could conceivably do with other people but you're still in kind of different dress uh a steam room or a sauna um sauna uh is that I, I, that's that's apparently the way it, it is pronounced and and i i don't know i just want to give credit to to like we pronounce it wrong in america but sound weird when you pronounce it correctly um so those are those are like inside and i think that there's something there's something nice about that because i again have not spent that much time in hot tub and i don't know what bend is like at night but some of some of the worst feelings are when you are in a body of water and there is like a breeze so like you have you're you're wet and then there's like a a cold breeze and i find that like one of the most negative aspects of being in water and i'm just imagining the difference in like your bottom half in very hot water and then you're like there's a cool breeze and bend i know gets cold at night and to me, that just sounds miserable. And then it's like, well, I guess I have to stay in here forever or until the sun comes up. I have I have had multiple instances, not in Oregon yet, but I'm sure it'll happen. But in uh, Maine, um, like skiing up at Sugarloaf, where the hot tub has been normal hot tub temp, which is usually between 100 and 104, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the air temperature was about negative three and my hair would get wet and then it totally freezes and you can crack it and stuff. So, um, I, I guess <laughs> to answer, but to, but about the breeze coming by, I don't know that that might be individual to you. I'm not really yeah. familiar with that, that feeling necessarily you can be warm outside. I, I, I think. think so too. Yeah. Ben, yeah. it is nice. It's, it's a good 
climate for a hot tub in the sense that even though it gets hot during the day in the summer, it pretty much always gets at least chilly at night. Like, even when it's 90 to 100 in the summer during the day, at night it's still in the 50s, if not cooler. Yeah, and um, I think that... I think and there's no that, humidity, so there's no mosquitoes, because that's another yeah. thing you don't want near a body of water. Yeah, and I think that's maybe the... I, I did not think about it being a weird... Requirement is the wrong word, but a weird nice to have for you in, in your search, because because I thought, you know, you, you probably wouldn't put it on there if it was truly ridiculous. Um, so I think that I think that what you're getting at is there is a unique aspect to it. It may not, it extends seasons to, uh, to a degree, but really what it's doing is it is extending the time you can spend outside in a place that does get cold at night. And I think if you are invested in being somewhere where you do like being outside, um, maybe some people do it with a space heater. Um, some people do it with, with, a a small temperature controlled body of water it is it is very much the the same thing in that you are extending your time in a space you want to be in and uh the whatever composition of of uh the atmosphere around it you're taking control over yep pierce i want to make sure you know that so like i don't know that i would ever make it a requirement somewhere i live but i very much enjoy hot tubs some you know i think that you can just enjoy being in a hot tub and I don't and I just, not be I, like needing to extend your time outside. It's just no, it's nice to be in a hot tub. Okay, okay. What what I'm getting at here is I I have come to the conclusion in these later years that I I don't really like being in water because whenever you're in water, you get out of the water and then you have to wash the water off of yourself because inevitably you were in a lake or you were in a uh, salinated thing, or not salinated, well, it could be an ocean, or it could be chlorinated stuff, and you just feel, you feel weird. And I don't even have the, the, the negative aspect of, like, hair that feels super weird because you were in chlorine anymore. So I, I think that that is me. I'm thinking, oh, you know, as an alien, oh, humans like to be outside and they need some warmth to stay outside. So that's why they have hot tubs. So I, I recognize that that is a shortcoming of my own. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and, yeah it's just a preference thing. I like being in water, certainly. So I'd be thrilled if the place also had a pool, though that feels like a lot more maintenance. For, yeah. yeah, feels yeah, like that's why I, I, I really want my. be cool. I really want my next door neighbor in the future to have a pool and a hot tub and I want to be friends with them. I, I do not want to have one because then you're also like, I don't know, at some point you are kind of staring down the cost of it. And you're like, am I using it enough for the cost or, you know, maybe. And if the answer isn't obvious, then that's great. But um, yeah, but I also think that it's kind of going along with what we talked about last week. When I go to, when I have an Airbnb or go somewhere where there's a hot tub, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But if I already have one, then you know, then when you go to the, stay at the place, like a hot tub, like who cares? <laughs> I have this every day. You're ruining yourself I, with your, with your human meat bath. I think, mm. uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that, I thought that's where the, this direction was going to go, which is like, you know, do you still like it as much having one in your home? Do you um, still like it as much having one in your home? I think so. 
I think we've only been here for less than a month, right? Like three weeks. Um, we're certainly using it a lot. Um, I'd say we've used it almost every day. If not, one of us has used it every day. Um, it's pretty rare that we use it multiple times a day because there is that chlorination aspect where it's like, if I get out, especially if I'm going to bed, I prefer to rinse off. So it's like, if I go in the morning, have my coffee, like then you're showering and then, you know, you're spending like five hours of your day in some kind of water. Um, I, I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Kramer. I, I like the, uh, the evening, the evening soak as an alternative to, you know, watching one more episode of something on TV, you know, it's nine o'clock. So now you can do both. Yeah. You don't have to choose. <laughs> huh? You don't have to oh, choose. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's the funny thing. I actually, I don't love the, the TV in the hot tub. I feel like it's like, I, I want my hot tub experience. Like I'm very capable of just like relaxing and looking up at the stars and like thinking, like clearing my mind. Uh, whereas I know other people, if they're in the hot tub, they still want something to do like watching TV or, or reading. So I don't feel well, like you, I need that, but it is definitely uh, nice. You also have. thought that, that apps on phones were really stupid until pretty recently while the rest of us were like addicted to them. So I commend you for that ability to like, <laughs> you know turn off and tune out a bit but uh i i think that that's uh yeah i I think the the paired question there though is is this going to become something that is not just a nice to have but is a requirement for you going forward or is it more of it is going to be setting and by setting i mean place you live specific that's a harder question i think like I said earlier, if we were to buy a house, then you can put a hot tub in yourself. Then it becomes your, basically it's your choice at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, if we were to rent somewhere else, I, I don't know the answer to your question. Honestly, I think we really like it. I think realistically it's, it's still just a nice to have. I don't think I'd, you know, I'm not, it's, it's not the end all be all. It was, you know, again, I think I think part of it, like like Kevin acknowledged, is like it's a lot easier to find a rental in Bend with a hot tub than in other places. So, um, you know, would I spend extra to have a hot tub, just like as a flat statement? Yes, like it is a positive to us. We use it, we like it. Yeah. You know, would I not move into a place that was in all other ways perfect because it didn't have one? Um, would I not? Probably not, as in we probably would still move to that place. I don't think that would that would ruin I, I'm, the I'm imagining this ex- your answer, which I think was a good one in the question I asked. And if we and I and I mean I mean it's earnestly, but if we replaced hot tub with bidet, and and I'm just <laughs> you know I've never lived in I've never lived in a place I've never lived in Europe where where that is reality, but like another a, another personal water jet device that I you know people really like that they have them and then it's like you get used to it and that is a little bit different that is a little bit closer to necessity if you're used to it but these are these are things that are they feel like amenities but also there are plenty of places where they're the norm and um you know uh, i I find that curious well and it's also the case that uh, you know uh, there are easily obtained bidets that can be installed and removed without too much fuss yeah as opposed to you know having to dig into the ground 
and get all the, the amount yeah. of water that has to go in. I know mm-hmm. it's just one time, but you have, yeah. you know, there's there's maintenance. I get that. And, I get they that. Are, they have to that point though. Um, they have come a long way in making I the temporary hot call tub them portable hot tubs, but temporary hot tubs. Um, so, our friends have one that's like it's. They have inflatable ones which I haven't used, but they're like okay. I'm but so, they actually have these foam ones that when they're empty, they only weigh about a hundred pounds, which is, you know, two people can move them. Um, and they just sit in your yard and, and they, and it works, they work pretty well. And I think they're, I don't want to say only cause you know, price is different for everyone, but I think they're around like four to $600 or so. I'm so glad you mentioned this because my mom had shoulder surgery and, uh, actually like as part of her rehab and physical therapy was advised to obtain an inflatable hot tub which is now in the backyard and like soaking (laughs) it um yeah and i think we've now hit a point where uh she's like she's recovered and so my brother gets more use out of it coming home for holiday visits than she does on a regular basis (laughs) house that she lives in She's not curious. like, I'm pitching tonight, guys. Got to go out there. <laughs> from, a, from a medical perspective, how is a hot tub better than a tub? Which we haven't, no one's mentioned a tub so far in this pod, which I think, I think it's obvious, like, a tub is not a social thing. You do, you take, you take a bath <laughs> oh, alone. As, as, oppo- oh, you that, mean as opposed to a bathtub? Yes. I mean, I think, like, I think. Why just... wasn't a bathtub suggested for, for your mom's surgery? Well, uh, because a, a bathtub, putting a bathtub where there is not currently one is like a, a many oh, thousand dollar a, bathroom renovation. Bathtub. Okay. <laughs> also, I, a know, lot of houses have bathtubs. I also so I assume because you the the hot tub has like a a heating regulator where you don't have to keep running the water to keep having heat. That's true. At some point in a bath, you're sitting in in dirty, tepid water pretty quickly, where at least the hot tub has the illusion of moving the chlorine and the filters and the... It's less of... It's, you know, not totally an illusion. There is something to it, but it's not like... You're not sitting in stale water, which a bathtub you are. And I like bathtubs, let's be clear. I have to imagine that you are, are relatively aware of the fact that you are making max consomme. In the bath or the or in the to hot both. tub? Come yeah, on. but at least in the hot tub, there's more people involved. Oh, how is I, that I, a I will, selling point? I will point out that you guys are skipping over the very important um, uh, kind of era in, in American kind of bathroom remodeling life that included Whirlpool Jets and uh, the Jacuzzi Company coming into your uh, coming into your bathroom and deciding that we're going to make your bathroom huge and put this big circular thing in it that you will use for plants and laundry for so, your entire life. So my parents put in a jacuzzi growing up when I was maybe, it was in 2001, so I would have been nine. And I used it by far the most. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's something I've always, I've always liked. Those, but yeah. those Jacuzzis are over, usually, overlapped. they take up so much space. They can't double as showers so it's like it's separate real estate (laughs) and often um i'd say people don't use them very much and there's a lot of plumbing involved so then you don't use them and then they can get leaks and then there's a leak in the innards of your house and uh 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'd put a jacuzzi in a in a future house if it didn't already have one. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't actually. <laughs> I would definitely put an inflatable hot tub in the backyard before I put a jacuzzi uh, in the house. And just remember if you get a doctor to say you should get a hot tub, you could probably use your HSA to pay for it. So <laughs> And that's Kevin's money minute. Going out on some Medicare fraud. Yeah. No, I think it's actually it's not fraud. It's just in the it's in the This doctor. is the closest this is the closest any of us has ever been to being a former NFL player. Suggesting a little light medical fraud. Uh, okay, uh let's uh let's move on to a uh a segment that I I missed being there for last week. Uh Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for today? Yeah, so last week I had the opportunity to go watch a movie at a, a, a friend, a, a, a couple friend of ours house here. Um, they are somewhat homebound at the moment because they are expecting their first child honestly probably before this, this podcast comes out. Um and I was invited, but not as uh, strongly to come over because what th- there was some trepidation on their part, and this is this is what I'm apologizing for because they wanted to watch. Well, at least one person uh, wanted to watch a comedy. A, a well, a specifically a rom com, and more specifically one that is probably going to be bad. And I will say that indeed the movie was, I think, honestly bad. It was it was aspirational, but it just didn't it didn't work. It was it was really not the fault of the writers or the setting or some of the supporting cast. Um, uh, uh, um, there, uh, one of the one of the women from Dairy Girls was in the movie. They had a really her quote unquote parents in the movie were very good. The movie is called Finding You. Um, uh, is it Allison Redgrave? Um, very famous actor who I'm I'm forgetting now. But like it it had it had a good cast and everything else. Yeah, Sersha Monica Jackson was in the movie as well as um, you know other people of of note. Um, but what I'm apologizing for is like yes, I don't I don't like watching bad movies because i value i value that time and if i want to see vanessa redgrave who is a former academy award winner i want to see them in in good stuff but the the intimate aspect of watching a movie with people really enhances whatever it is even if it's if if it's a bad movie so in a vacuum yeah i don't like bad movies because i want to watch good things i want to watch things that uh, inspire me or or enjoyable and and may, maybe they're go ahead uh, they're funny go ahead Josh. Uh, now you you've you've suggested that you value your time and as such want to watch good things and want to not watch bad things but I, I, now do you recall telling me and kevin a couple days ago at Yesterday. most there we go last night that you were watching nba preseason <laughs> They were not playing like it was it was preseason. Also, sports are different because they can be bad or good, and you have no you have no way of knowing. 
But yes, Max. I, I have an opposite takeaway, Pierce. I think this is really mature of you to recognize that watching a bad movie alone is usually a net negative experience. Yes. And you don't get much out of it. But when you yeah. take a bad movie and add a bunch of people and turn it into a more social thing, you can get a lot more entertain- entertainment from it than just what's on the screen. Is that yeah, what you're getting at? Yes, exactly. Are there exactly. certain movies where, where wisecracks are acceptable? Yeah, there are. And this, <laughs> yeah, this is this is one where it wasn't like it, it would just be like, oh, that was that was very sweet, but mm. the 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 lead actors kind of botched it. And so it was it was like it was not it was not funny. It was just like, oh, I, I see how the writer of this movie was probably like, I was so close. Yeah, I think this is still, at least to me, falls into like a sort of uncanny valley where it's like it's bad in a way that is not funny. Like mm-hmm. the the good the good bad movie is the movie where you can essentially turn your living room into an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that this was not that. It, it it was it was not um there were definitely some there there were some i think things that are fun in that type of movie not that i subscribe to them being fun but there are really stupid action scenes and stuff there were the like the non sequitur storylines or could have been cut completely why did you leave it in here but mm-hmm. ultimately i came out of it and i tried to make clear to everyone that like no this is an enjoyable experience i'm i'm glad i came you know don't don't let my snootiness I uh, think that uh, make you think that I do not want to spend time with you because I think that it was it was really good and I was also introduced to now one of my favorite beverages which is a midnight stinger that is that is good stuff so good all around and um, you know if if people you like are offering to to do something you should you should do it with them as long as it's not hurting anyone which this did not hurt me this yes, ended in a very nice, it's in a very nice place. Was that coming? So did you guys play code names after? Oh, this ended in a very nice place because I was worried that uh, w- we were heading down a road of the reason that you were sort of less uh, uh, enthusiastically invited is that uh, they were worried that uh, someone was going to go into labor and that you would not be prepared to handle that situation. But who's who's prepared to handle that situation the first time? I don't think I don't think anybody. Fair enough. Um, good, no, good no, point. it was it was it was because uh, they thought it would be too critical, and I feel like I was. <laughs> I, was I love that. Um, I I made comments during the movie, but it was like I just told you, which is like, oh, that that was so close. It just. <laughs> Just they or or uh, uh, Saoirse Monica Jackson, I believe is her her name. She's just effortlessly funny and just would like sit like they they pick they pick the person up at the airport because it's 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 set in Ireland and she just you know is is talking you know is acting and without well I mean she probably thought about it, but seemingly without thinking effortlessly she just sits on like the big the big bag like the big wheelie bag. And it's just, it adds more to it because, like, that's a thing a human would do. And there's some humans wouldn't do that in the movie. And she does it. And it's like, that is very sweet and, and cute and very, very funny because it's it's relatable. You know, you would sit on the bag. That would be fun. But anyways, yeah. I'm not recommending the movie, but uh, I'm recommending the experience. Okay. 
Uh, all right. Well, we'll do a big idea from pop culture and the, sort of a, a two forked thing because I was uh, I was going to talk about the thing that I had planned and then you mentioned Saoirse Monica Jackson and it reminded me uh, season three, the final season of Dairy Girls is on Netflix now and it's really, really good. You should watch it. Um, if for whatever reason uh, that is not your jam, you might be a person that is interested in uh, a real humdinger of an investigative story that ESPN published this morning uh, about Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commandos, uh, and, and specifically centered around um, uh, sources saying that he he claims uh, to have used private investigators and, and whatnot to uh, gather up quite a bit of dirt on, say, other owners, uh, Roger Goodell, uh, you know, coaches. Uh, you kind of, uh, it, it's laid particularly bare that uh, Snyder is the one that leaked out all of those uh, very uh, unsavory emails from John Gruden a few months ago. Um, and, and so like, you know, they've got their, their best, their best crew on it. It's Don Van Natta and Seth Wickersham and, and Tisha Thompson, who are like their crack investigative team. Uh, I haven't finished the whole thing, but my personal favorite thing about this is not from the story itself, uh, but it, it, it is indeed, um, Spencer Hall from the full cast crew reacting on Twitter uh, with great hilarity to the idea that Dan Snyder has tried to dig up dirt on Jerry Jones uh, and pointing out that arguably the only thing uh, that Snyder could have found on Jera that would make any dent in his reputation and popularity at this point is if he had donated money to a Democrat. <laughs> Jerry doesn't Jerry doesn't vote for Democrats or Republicans. He always writes in his own name. Yes. I know that to be a fact. Yes, he does. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, I, I I feel weird. I should have finished the story before officially recommending it, but it's it's very good, and you you should read it. Uh, read it and watch Dairy Girls after that, or watch Dairy Girls first. It, the Snyder stuff is going to drag out for a while longer, so it'll still be timely in a week or so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's close the show with a Rolling Stone rock trivia question. In the song Black Dog by Led Zeppelin, which of these things is Robert Plant not gonna make you do a sweat b shake c groove or d sting which one is he not b. going to make you do i believe it's b b that's fine you'd both say b because i was gonna say mm -hmm. b too you can say b we can all say b yeah we yeah, can all say b. b well you have all gotten it right the first time all year that that has happened because well, you guys leave. have been engaged in a very silly campaign for some reason to always choose different answers because I guess you're not <laughs> trying to win. 
Well, I usually have no idea. More like when I have no clue, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I had a legitimate reason. (laughs) Well, uh, congratulations to all of you. I think we'll we'll frame something from this week, I guess. I don't know. Um, You can... Pierce is playing defensive trivia right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm playing defensive trivia. Uh, Max, you can you can put it on like a a stand next to your hot tub TV. You know. Yeah, just make sure to laminate it because the 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 dampness won't be good for that. Is the heat good for it though? Get a nice frame. <laughs> uh, okay. On that note, uh, that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Never knowing serotonin gonna spike, never knowing inspiration gonna strike. I'm less concerned with being woman, less concerned with being normal, so reality can transform overnight. Trying to catch a vibe, could be a lot like swinging on a vine. A like floor seats to all seeing and divine. Opposite or out of sight and out of mind. It's a lot of sight on the other side. Plain and simple as seeking shall find. Straight atypical, cyclical time. Post sign or whether signed or unsigned. I know everybody let the sun shine. So you ain't gotta guess. Oh, go get your palm red. I ain't gonna rest. I'm gonna rep. Cause even though I have it deep within my mind. I will always run in my life. So listen close with both is I am in my prime. I will always run.